That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and we're pretty close to the final countdown. Some of you are in your final weeks of the regular season. Others are next week. Either way, it's down to the nitte gritte. I got Doc in the house to go over some injuries and some updated injuries as well. Just happening today, crazy enough. Uh, we got, we're going to go over leaders. We're going to talk about flops from last week. Mainly talk about what going forward Thursday night football and waiver wire pickups. And we got some sophisticated waiver wire pickups as well from Mr. Mallard. It's time for TSS Fantasy. It's time for TSS Fantasy. Being a football player, you don't have to take a shower to go to work. There it is. There it is, indeed. David, welcome in, my friend. Welcome to Waiver Wire Tuesday. Appreciate you joining us, my friend. Justin, hey, Zeus Herrero, welcome to the studio, my friend. Yeah, man, it's it's freaking time. You know, I, I wanted to, we were talking backstage before but actually one of the things i wanted to say and just fucking blanked my mind was we're in week 13 even though the title says week 12 is that what i said oh i thought i changed it my bad i swore i changed that my my fault on that yeah i know it's gone by that fast though it seems like right i mean i can't believe it's already almost done Crazy enough. Remember a couple years back before they went to the 18 game, 18 week season? This was like the start of playoffs. We were like, we were <laughs> really getting into the nitty gritty of things. And now it's, you know, this is like the most important part in waivers. I mean, this is a big week and we just got some big news, hint, hint to what we're about to get into with the doc. This is kind of one of those things where it could be a really game-changing waiver wire week 13. Guys, we are here to give you all your information at TSS Fantasy. Stick with us the entire show. You will not regret it, guaranteed. And Indeed. We're not just looking at this week. We're looking at that playoff push for you to go mm. forward. So we got your back. Go visit Underdog Fantasy, by the way. Use the promo code TSS. We'll double that deposit up to $100. Lots of great parlays and fun things to play on there. So make sure you go check that out. Also, Jazz Sportsbooks, great promos there. Check out our promo code TSS, uh, TSS Excuse me on that as well. And also, again, we're at the, at the finish line here, pretty close. Looking for some championship bling. Go to Pro Am Belts. Got a lot of great stuff on there. Go to tssfantasy.com later and we'll have our updated rankings. 
thoughts as well. All right. Well, you you mentioned it. You're great at segueing. Let's get in the dock because we got some injuries and big news to talk about. The doctor is in, ironically putting up his thumb. It's time for a big week 13. Lots of news to go on with Doc. Welcome into the studio, my friend. Hey, thank you much. We will talk about Dr. Stephen Shen a little bit later. It won't be his first uh, time on the house call. We'll spend the first half of the segment, I think, talking about the Saints and the Browns. How about it? So Rashid Shahid left during week 12 with a quad injury. He is now expected to miss week 13. So bad news for the Saints. More bad news for the Saints. Chris Olave is in concussion protocol. So this happened after a third quarter missed reception where the best description I can give is he was body slammed into the ground. I mean, this was a hard, clean tackle, but he hit his head really hard on the ground. So, you know, body slam, uh, it's not the first WWE segment or piece on the segment. We're going to talk more WWE moves later. So really rough news for the Saints receiving core. I mean, they're, they're in trouble this week, right? Sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael Thomas on the IR. I mean, Chris Olave. I mean, yeah, they're definitely hurting. But, you know, they do have Taysom Hill. Waiting in the wing. I'll just keep throwing that big boy the ball and see what happens. But yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, definitely hurting going into this week. Go to the Browns. Mari Cooper. So left the game in the second half with a rib injury. Good news is X-rays came back negative. But I'm a, a little bit mixed on this. Remember, David Montgomery missed meaningful time earlier in the season with a rib injury that wasn't a fracture. So you know, don't get too excited yet that Cooper had negative radiographs. Still. Um, questionable for week 13. Check back with Brian's segment later this week. Hopefully we have a little bit more information after midweek. Staying with the Browns, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. So if you were watching the Browns over the weekend, and there might have been like 10 people watching that game, the color commentary on this disastrous play was, quote, oh, dude, he got smacked. (laughs) So I want to paint a picture for our audience if you didn't happen to see the play. Full context here, the Browns' line of scrimmage was a 23-yard line, their own 23-yard line. And and out of the shotgun formation, admittedly, Thompson Robinson received the snap at about the 18. After retreating into his own end zone, I mean, this was a nightmare, he finally threw it away before getting clobbered on his own three-yard line. And again, oh, dude, he got smacked was (laughs) what the guys got paid to say. So that's a long way to say he's in concussion protocol, third man up potentially for the Browns. Yeah, perhaps he thought he was playing Tech Mobile in that old cheat code run to the back of the end zone, <laughs> maybe throw a 80-yard bomb. So who knows? So moving to New England, Demario Douglas also in concussion protocol after being hit during a punt return. And this hit has been widely described as a clothesline. We had a body slam concussion protocol, and this hit was described by multiple outlets as a clothesline. So Douglas again in concussion protocol. Check back later this week. I think this next individual is what you guys were uh, hoping to talk about a little more. So Jonathan Taylor injured his thumb this past weekend and is now scheduled to undergo surgery on Wednesday. The goal is to only miss two to three weeks. 
The IR is still not out of the question, but obviously that's going to cost him more than that goal of two to three weeks. So not surprisingly, the surgery is going to be performed again on Wednesday by Dr. Stephen Shin. We've talked about him more than once on this show. He did Drew Brees' thumb, UCL. He did Russell Wilson's finger, I think, two years ago. Uh, Major League Baseball's Mike Trout, also the NBA's Stephen Curry. He's done them all, right? So that two to three week timeline is, I think, realistic given who's doing the surgery. But bad news for Taylor owners. It's been a tough season. Totally tough season. And those owners that uh, got frustrated when he got in and dropped Zach Moss are scrambling this week for sure. <laughs> Who else we got? Cooper Philly. So Dallas Goder fractured his right forearm in week nine. He had surgery on November 6th. November 6th. And he's hopeful to play this week. So you do the math for you. That's only 22 days ago today from the taping of this segment that his surgery was. And that's going to be 27 days from surgery to football, potentially. That's amazing. A lot of respect. And I'm going to eat crow on this one because I initially said that that four-week trip to the IR was going to be a likely outcome after this surgery. And so I was wrong. I said he's out four weeks, and here he is, 27 days fractured to football. So well done for Dallas Goder. That's awesome. Looking promising for the weekend. Justin Jefferson finally activated off the IR. He's been there since early October with a hamstring strain. Vikings do have a week 13 buy, so don't get too excited and put him in your lineup today. Wait until after the weekend, but he's good to go for week number 14. And then lastly, wrapping up the segment with Aaron Jones. So just a quick recap. He sustained a first half MCL sprain during week 11 and was carted off the field. Last week, I said, don't count him being ready for Thanksgiving. It's going to cost him several weeks. So the commissioner asked me to speculate about him for this week. And there's a photo. And this might have been why you asked me to speculate. There's a photo that showed him stretching with the team on Monday. But I just want to say that stretching with the team is not the same as running the football. I've now seen a few reports that are describing that MCL injury, not as just an injury, not as a sprain, but as a tear. I'm going to say it's probably a minimum of a grade two sprain uh, with some fibers torn at a minimum. My take-home message on Jones is don't count him being ready for week 13 uh, and perhaps longer as we initially reported. It might be week 15 before we see him. It wouldn't shock me if it was an additional week beyond that. Tough matchup for A.J. Dillon against his Chiefs D this week. Um, and even though he was by himself last week, didn't really do much. Uh, but we'll see. He's all by himself. Volume is king, of course, anyway. Doc, we appreciate you once again. We will see you next week as we close out the regular season for fantasy. Appreciate you, my brother. Forward to it, guys. All right, we're getting, let's get on. Let's talk about the weekly leaders. <laughs> Well, at the QB position, things look mighty familiar. Josh Allen, 40.7 points. Jalen Hurts, 35.5. Dak Prescott, 32.2. Now, a little bit of the rookies down here to finish out the top five. CJ Stroud, 30.9. And Jordan Love, third, excuse me, 26.6 on a thankful Thursday. Indeed. What do you think uh, about any of these weekly leaders, my friend? 
Oh, you're on mute. Sorry. I was like, is he talking? Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Um, yes, man, it's a lot of the same usual suspects. I will say this. It's nice to see Jordan have Jordan Love have a resurgence. Uh, early on, he was somebody who we were kind of seeing in that position, and then he kind of faded out. Um, C.J. Stroud, once again, absolutely the rookie real deal. And if you were in redraft and drafted this guy in like the 12th round, then you have gotten the steal of the century. Um, but, yeah, outside of that, man, like wasn't that Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts matchup? That was wow. I think they said that was the first time um, – in like the modern history that they had seen two quarterbacks run for two touchdowns and throw for two touchdowns in the same game. That it was a That's pretty cool. entertaining game. That was entertaining. It was lots of fun. Obviously, you know, with, with the wife, a huge Eagles fan, we were obviously glued to the TV for that one. Uh, had a great time <laughs> watching the finish too. And it was nice. Uh, I think, you know, I talked to you prior, you know, off script and, um, you know, we talked about who am I going to put in my flex, you know, was between A.J. Dillon and, and Devonta Smith and someone else. And I'm like, you know, I think I'm just going to go Devonta Smith. I'm just like, Word. just kind of feeling that. And then you said something like pray for the TD and show up, bro. And you have no idea how it literally came down to that, where I was like, if I didn't get that, I was going to lose. And bam, <laughs> I'm like going down the hallway doing the stretch day it was great man gotta love it great performance by jalen and company um and and really the buffalo bills it was a great game all the way around running backs oh my god how about kyron williams 38.4 welcome back uh christian mccaffrey 30.9 b john robinson also welcome back carter for him as well 27.3 pacheco 25.9 Josh Jacobs had a decent day, 22.5 as well. Any one of these guys you want to holler at? Yeah, Kyron Williams. Holy shit, man. Welcome home. Um, Surprisingly, I mean, I guess people do irrational things, but he was dropped on one of my redraft uh, leagues, and I was scrambling to try and get this guy. And it was uh, I play in a league where it's rolling waivers instead of the fan or the fab waivers, where you know that's the modern way of doing it. But man, I just missed out on him by one guy. One guy got there ahead of me and said, "I'm gonna get Kyron Williams." I was like, "You sorry son of a!" But awesome game by him. Obviously, this guy has proven that you know he is a real deal type of guy. You know, I'll eat crow on that one. I thought he was kind of like somebody who was just going to fade out and just be a part of this offense and just be really a product of this offense. And he's kind of proven that maybe he's a little bit more than that. I forgot to mention earlier in the show, and I should have started with that. Um, You know, we're going to talk, obviously, about the waivers here in a second. But, man, it's a huge bye week, too, man. Wow, right in the middle or the end of the fantasy season. It's the worst. The NFL's like, here you go, bro. No Ravens, no Bills, no Bears, no Raiders, no Vikings, no Giants. A lot, a lot, a lot of fantasy players that are by the wayside this week. I totally forgot to mention that. My bad on that. 
Also, so the reason why I wanted to say that, because I wanted to just go back real quick and double back on what you said about Jordan Love, um, because, you know, somebody not only, you know, if you need someone this week during all this buy BS that's going on, but if you take a look at his playoff schedule, you got the Giants next week. You got the Bucks the following week and Carolina week 16. I mean, hello, not a, not a bad option to say the least. Is just somebody to take a look at. Um, and as far as the running backs are concerned, Arthur Smith, thank you, sir. Appreciate you for allowing your players to play. Although I still haven't seen Pitts arrive yet, but at least you let Bijan, you let your players make plays in the game, which is what he did. Unfortunately, I was going against him, uh, even though I still won, but, you know, still some issues there um uh in that atlanta offense but at least he finally went to his playmakers which makes sense receiver wise tyree kill from america's team 25.4 mike evans 25 big points ray excuse me ray rice rishi rice 24.7 devonta smith the before mentioned 23.6 and Nico collins 23.4 what do you guys say about any of these guys you know, I this is why I'm going to take a victory lap right here. And I'm going to pat myself on the back. I'm going to break my wrist over it, boy. I'm going to do it. Um, Rishi Rice. I said it on the show. I said that the Chiefs need somebody to step the fuck up. That this is unacceptable. That this is just not what the Chiefs, you know, have strived to be in the past. And I said, Racy Rice seems like that guy who's going to be the new Mr. Dependable. And boom, shakalaka, if he doesn't hit, if he doesn't hit in a big way. Um, man, it's scary because every year you want to get somebody who's going to be tagged up with one of these great quarterbacks so that you know they're going to throw 40 touchdowns and somebody has to catch them. And when you can get somebody like a Rishi Rice late in your late in your draft, and he can turn into something right now, like this is why you draft guys with like a whim. You just go like, oh, my gut feeling says Rishi Rice might be somebody. That's why you draft those guys. You just go with your gut because later on, when it actually counts, and these guys start to like get that you know rookie rust off or whatever the hell you want to call it, just getting a hold of the game at that level, that's when they boom, and that's when your team turns from just a regular team to a championship team because of those little nuggets that you got late in your draft and you kept. I like this guy. I like what he's got. And I think that, you know, with obviously the struggles they've had at wide receiver, I think this is going to be a big one for anybody who's, you know, got him on their team. And especially now, like you said, with the Biden again, because that's a lot of good players that are off the board right now. Off yeah, those a, lot. Teams. Oh, a lot, indeed. Um, all I'm going to shout out on the receivers is just Tyree Kill. You're you're amazing. I, <laughs> I can't I can't wait till after this show is over. I'm going to go get to watch Hard Knocks. Oh my god. I love it. This is like the best season ever. <clears throat> All right, let's go tight ends. Pat Firemuth, 21 big points. Tyler Higby, 19.9. Laporta, 17.7. TJ Hawkinson with 16. Travis Kelsey makes an appearance in the top five with 15.1. Anyone you want to shout out here? Uh, Yeah, I'll, I'll do a double shout out at the top. Tyler Higby, Pat Firemuth. 
Welcome back. Um, these two are two guys that always show up at least once in the top five and probably never do it again. Um, Tyler Higby had a big two-touchdown performance. Pat Fryermuth, I don't know if it was Matt Cann. I don't think it was because that team still kind of freaking sucked. But it was nice to see Kenny Pickett invigorated and using Pat Fryermuth because dude's a really freaking talented tight end. And, you know, I like – as a guy who drafted him a lot his rookie year, I liked him. I thought he was a talent – and I think he can be utilized a lot better than he was early on in the season. And hopefully this is a good omen for future prospects and future uh, fantasy points. And then, like I said, with Tyler Higby, it's always nice to see Tyler Higby have his games. We talk about it all the time. He has these two touchdown games. Then he goes completely silent. If you had him last week, you played him last week, congratulations. You were successful. You got the one-of-one game for Tyler Higby. You got your bingo card moment right there. (laughs) And shout-out to Sam Laporta, who has gone on a couple of games there without a trip to the end zone. Um, Not only found him once, they almost tried to find him again uh, as well. So a little shout-out there to Mr. Laporta. Um, Defensively, America's team led the charge this week with 21 big points. Broncos with 16, Cowboys 16, Packers and Ravens both with 15. Um, you know, is what it is. It's defenses. I will just say with the Dolphins D, um, you know, if for some reason they are out there, please make sure you snag that defense with the Commanders, Titans, and Jets all coming up. That's a nice little, nice little fantasy schedule for your defense for sure. Um, all right. Well, we've talked about all these dang doggone winners. Oh, we got some comments in here. My bad. I did not. wasn't even looking to tell Phillies to let some some. This is David. My bad. Tell Philly to to let some other teams play the refs. We all deserve. <laughs> Listen, bro. I flew all the way. Oh, he's not. I don't know if he's not here anymore. I flew my butt all the way up to Philly. To watch those ref do us dirty, bro. It's completely ridiculous. Yes, sir. Kyron did go off for crazy. A very little of the 16. Good. Well, good job. I unfortunately, I was actually lucky. I kept saying, I'm lucky all year long. I have not, and I don't draft that way. I just draft to draft, let let the buys happen and just whatever. If if I gotta take an L one week, I will. Uh, but this year I happened to be very lucky. I was like, everything was kind of offsetting. And then all of a sudden here in week 13, bro, I'm like hit hard. I was like, oh, hell no. Luckily, things are kind of at least I'm already in the playoffs. So you know what? Fucking I'm good. Um, And David Fidel was my rice. I repped him since the expo, he said. Tank Dell. That's a big call, David. That's for dang sure. All right. Well, we talked about some winners. Let's talk about some well, let's talk about some flops for the week. Lamar Jackson coming in at number 14. Only from what he is projecting, anyway. Justin Herbert, 15th. Brock Purdy, 23rd. Justin Fields, 24th. Tua, 26th. Geno Smith, 29th. 
had to put in Mac Jones, 33rd. There are 32 teams in the league, bro. Tighten up. Uh, what do you think, Justin? Anybody on here you want to shout out? Clayton Toon was 32 because he scored a two-point conversion. <laughs> that, is, that is so sad. Is <laughs> he sad. got a two-point conversion, and he officially did better than Mac Jones. Oh, oh man. Oh, shit. You, you know you're a disappointment when the Arizona Cardinals backup quarterback got you. Um oh. I'm going to say this. I'm going to go with America's team's quarterback here. And I'm not talking about Dak Prescott. I'm talking about Tua. That shit was disappointing as all hell. Like, how are you going to, how are you going to have the number one wide receiver? You're going to have one of the best running back performances. And then your quarterback is going to fall flat on his face. Like I said, it kind of worries me that Tua is kind of just, willy-nilly with some of these passes and allowing these interceptions to happen in bigger games that'll hurt you but you know with the jets obviously it didn't have too big of a deal but uh yeah i mean as somebody who didn't draft to it too much i will say this when i did have him i was a little bit disappointed because i was just like oh, i was expecting a big go-off game here man Come on. I, I mean, you you forget that the Jets secondary is really, really good. I mean, I think they I think that they did exactly what they were supposed to do. Didn't stop um, Tyreek. That's true, but I mean, who the hell is going to stop Tyreek? I mean, he's just a different animal. Um, and Jalen Waddle, I mean, he's had a good year, but he uh, he's just not Tyreek, bro. You know what it, you know what it is. All right, well, anyway, I'm just not worried about Tua. My thing, like I mentioned, Commanders, it's going to be a great week this week. Talk about a go-off week. This is a good go-off week this week. Um, you know, and again, Titans, secondary is awful, so a good get-right for the next two weeks. Mark it down. Tua is going to be our leaders in the next two weeks. Um, let's go to the running back position. Uh, just again, from where we were ranking them, Travis Etienne, 20th, Brees Hall, 22. Um, Jamari Gibbs, 24th, AJ Dillon, like I mentioned earlier, all by himself, 25th, Javonta Williams, 28th, Zach Charbonnet, 29th, DeAndre Swift, 31st, Austin Eckler, 32nd, Brian Robinson Jr., 34th, Alexander Madison, 35th, Joe Mixon, 36th, James Conner, 39th, Jalen Warren, 40th, Saquon Barkley, 45th, Khalil Herbert, 46th, Gus Edwards, 48th, Damian Pierce, 55th, and Miles Sanders, 56th. Anyone on that list you want to shout out after I just sped it off like the Micro Machine Man? Uh, yeah, Austin Eckler at 31 is kind of a little bit worrying for me. Um, Austin Eckler is supposed to be foolproof. He's supposed to be pretty much like Kevlar. Nothing will, nothing will actually hit him and penetrate. But at the end of the day, man, like, he has just not been that guy this year. I mean, I, I accept injuries. They happen to everybody. I'm not going to hold that against some stats. But we have more likely than not seen him on the wrong side of the stat sheet this year and when he has played. And it's kind of one of those things where you're like, man, I drafted you first round, second round in Superflex. You need to be doing better than this. I need that, and he understands it too. That's that's one of the things that worries me a little bit more because I'm just like, you understand this because you're an avid fantasy player. Um, obviously, you know 
he has no control over that aspect of it. But it is a little bit worrisome that this offense that's so limited right now and really funnels through him and Keenan Allen, and he's still not able to get it going. Indeed. Joe Mixon, I would definitely be worried about him in this offense with the change of QB. Um, definitely, even with T. Higgins gone, I thought he would still be okay, see some targets. But obviously, defenses are keying on him. Uh, let the QB beat them. Uh, that is their motto, I guess, so to speak. Um, and Damian Pierce, man, what happened to that guy um, this season? Saquon as well, you know, the issue at QB obviously kind of hurts him. Uh, but that offense has just been hurting all year long any damn way, quite frankly. Um, all right, receivers. A.J. Brown, 27th. Drake London, 29th. Brandon Ayuk, 30th. Christian Kirk, 31st. 31st. Uh, Devonta Adams, 32nd. Jamar Chase, 33rd. Jordan Addison, 40th. Uh, Deontay Johnson, 45th. Terry McLaurin, 46th. George Pickens, 47th. D-Hop, 52nd. Pua, Puka Nakua. 62, 62nd, sorry, OBJ 66, Cooper Cup 79th, and Jerry Jute 94th. Anyone you want to shout out there? Yeah, Jamar Chase. This just kind of feels like it's going to be where it's going to be for the rest of the season. Um, 33rd is just not really acceptable considering this guy is supposed to be the bona fide two or one overall. I understand the QB situation, you know, but every great wide receiver can still put in good days with bad QBs. You know, Devontae Adams has done it a couple times with Aiden O'Connell. Um, it's just it, you got to be able to overcome it and you got to be able to know that you're the only thing out there and you got to make, you know, your team work. Let's see what happens as he goes into week two and week three without Joe Burrow. But it is a little concerning that, you know, he's coming. He went into a game, very favorable game, a good matchup, and he totally flopped. Yeah, indeed. I mean, um, and looking at this board, I'm sitting here trying to get an overall view of everything. Um, the one guy that really sticks out to me, and it just bothered me because I totally forgot to bring it up to Dr. Miller, it's Cooper Cup, and I I noticed this game uh, because I was playing. He was another somebody else I was playing against, and I noticed it was like the first play either he caught or first few plays of the game. I remember him catching the football, and he literally like just laid there for a minute and immediately like was already limping from his foot. <clears throat> and the more I heard about it, it's like they were telling him there's no structural damage. So he can't hurt it anymore by playing on it. It's more of a pain tolerance thing. All that can I mean, A, that's so strange. Um, I I mean, I that's what I really wanted to talk to Doc about because listen, I'm a licensed physical therapist myself. I mean, I I definitely know about injuries, and that's a really strange to me to you know to hear somebody's got some type of injury that hurts, but he can't do any more damage to it. Uh, but to see him out there struggling like that, already up there in age, I'm a little bit concerned with Cooper Cup going down the stretch, especially putting him in your starting lineups, quite frankly. Um, all right, let's go with tight ends. Uh, America's tight end, George Kittle, 25th this week. Um, uh, Ferguson at 29th. Kyle Pitts, mentioned him earlier, at 35th. Or excuse me, 30th. And Logan Thomas at 35th. Do you want to talk about uh, your boy, what happened this week? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, it was not necessary. Right. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Christian McCaffrey was over there having himself a week. Of course. I mean, putting up a receiving touchdown or a rushing touchdown. I mean, shit, we didn't even have to use Brandon Ayuk till the very end. I was over here shaking in my boots because I thought Brandon Ayuk was only going to give me like three points. And then he ended up giving me 13. I was like, okay, I could work with 13. 13's all right by me. But yeah, I mean, listen, George Kittle, he's, that's the story of George Kittle. George Kittle either has these monumental explosion games where he has two to three touchdowns or he has, you know, 14 catches for 140 yards. Or he comes back down to earth and he has like 40 yards on two catches. That's kind of just how the, the cookie crumbles with George Kittle. That's kind of the life you have chosen by him. You know, it's a lot more consistent than Taysom Hill because, you know, it'll happen more than three times a year. But you do kind of live by that mantra of this guy is also really good at blocking. And if they're having a really good running game and it's just clicking – that's probably where he's going to be most of the time. Um, guy I'm really just kind of worried about is Kyle Pitts. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 here's here's my worry, Coop. Here's my worry, and I can extend this out to the community. My worry is that people are still going to draft him really high for the next year, and – I think it's time to have a conversation of saying maybe this guy doesn't deserve that. Maybe we need to really rethink our strategy with this because obviously something is not clicking in that offense. Something is not clicking with Arthur Smith. As long as he's the head coach there, I don't think you can take a chance on him as a top five tight end anymore. Yeah, definitely not. Like I mentioned, you know, he finally got to uh, Bijan into the game, but again, you know, where's Kyle Pitts at? Um, David wants to know, does he even still play football? Um, also mentioned Jets number three defense crying shame that offense so bad. Totally agree with you there. So they actually benched Tua in a couple of his in one of his leagues. Jalen Warren, our offense finally hits 400 plus, and our best weapon of the year is barely used. Listen, Najee Harris actually was running real strong in that football game. So give a big shout out to Najee finally. And A.J. Brown, two weeks in a row. Listen, as a Devonta Smith, Jalen Hurts owner, I'm all about it. Let's go. Throw that thing to Devonta. Let's keep it going. All right. Well, again, it's a crucial week, week 13. Let's get on that waiver wire for Justin Goes to Sleep. Waiver wire. All right, lots to get into again. You got a big bye week this week. So, all right, looking at some of these schedules. Um, Jordan Love, I just mentioned him a minute ago. I like the schedule going down the stretch. Matt, or excuse me, let me shut up. Justin, give me your guy first, and I'll throw in the other guys that I got in here. <laughs> My bad. No, you're good. You're good. Don't worry about it. Um, one guy that's been showing up on my radar in single QB leagues. Uh, is Matthew Stafford looking like the resurrection over here. He looked great against the Cardinals. I know he's got the Browns this week, but the Browns, a man, it's a sad story, but Miles Garrett goes down. This offense is officially on its third quarterback. Literally, this is the epitome of a team that is on its last leg here. 
<laughs> I think that, you know, the Browns could possibly in for a big um, a big problem week against the Rams coming in with Puka Nakua, uh, Tyler Higby, Kyron Williams running really well and that being a weak spot for them. I think that this could be a good time to go pick up Matthew Stafford for the stretch. I like that. Indeed. Some other names mentioned earlier, Garner Minshew um, could be a nice play for you coming up this week and a couple weeks and beyond Derek Carr. I mean, he's on this list, but he, I don't know if I'd recommend him quite frankly. Um, Kenny Pickett's on here too. I definitely work at work. I, you never hear that come out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> Joe Flacco's thrown in here. He's interesting. He's interesting. I mean, if if DTR isn't playing and Joe Flacco comes in, looks like the real deal, maybe gets this Cleveland offense going. I don't know. I wouldn't do it. Uh, let's go, let's go to running backs. Give me a uh, running back you like you want to pick up this week. You're prioritizing. Um, guy I'm prioritizing this week is actually uh, Zach Moss. And it's somebody who was who has dropped a lot, you know. I didn't even realize it until I went out and I looked. He's only rostered forty six percent of leagues and sleeper right now. You know, that's a good amount of options where you can have him there. And yeah, yeah. you know, a lot of people dropped him because you're in that redraft mode. You're starting to see Jonathan Taylor take over. Zach Moss had a streak where he was getting single-digit points and single-digit touches. So it was looking very much like Jonathan Taylor was just taking this over. That last week came around, two touchdowns, and now you got the surprising news of him being out for three weeks. If he's still out there, go grab him. And if you want a more serious one, Samaji P. Ryan with the Broncos. Broncos looking like they're just going to run the ball all day long with both running backs. Um, Roshan Johnson, you know, okay, I like it. Jeff Wilson Jr. wanted to bring him up. I know, and it was somebody else I forgot to ask freaking Doc about was A-Chan. Um, I know this week. They're trending on him possibly playing, but it's up in the air still. And the way this kid has kind of, you know, been hobbled <laughs> by this injury, who knows? Maybe they decide to just shut him down for a couple more weeks until we get ready for that playoff run. Um, but we'll see. Antonio Gibson could be an okay play in PPR. Maybe see some dump off passes in that particular matchup. Samjay Pirine, um, Rico Dottle, Eli Mitchell, um, you know, guys that you really want to start to handcuff. That's the main point, I think, too, as you start to get down your uh, playoff fantasy stretch in particular. It's okay to shave off some of those guys if you had on the roster that you're hoping that we're going to hit, but just quite frankly, never have. That's why they've never been on your roster or your starting lineup, but they've still been on that bench. It's okay to go ahead and cut the fat a little bit and get your handcuff in so you are good to go no matter what happens during these playoffs. That's really what you want to focus on going forward is what your playoff uh, matchups and what all that's going to start looking like. So, again, start focusing on that. Um, Receiver-wise, give me somebody you prioritize for receiver. Oh, uh, let's see. Give me one quick second. <laughs> no, it's cool because there's not I, – I wrote down like three. I mean, Demario Douglas was one of them. Uh, and, again, he's in concussion protocol. So who the hell knows what's going to happen with him. 
Curtis Samuel, I did notice during that Commanders game, uh, he was getting targeted a lot. They do try to utilize Curtis Samuel an awful lot in that offense, um, which is maybe why it's so bad. But they do use him a lot, so maybe just somebody you might want to take a flyer on. Greg Dorch, also another guy um, watching that game that they try to get the ball to quite frequently, uh, which kind of surprised me. So maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So I got I got one for you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yes, so I, I tend when I do these, I try to tend to uh, go with one of my more competitive redraft leagues. A lot of people that are tuned in with it just to kind of give a good perspective. But one guy that I see on there that I thought was actually an interesting pick was Dontavian Wicks, the uh, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, who this past week had himself a day, had his career day with 91 yards and five targets. Um, he's had two back-to-back weeks where he's had at least eight or more points. He seems to be rising in the ranks on this team right now. You know, Packers, they have uh, they have an interesting situation there, especially with Aaron Jones out. They're just needing a lot of good pass catchers. And, you know, when you have 91 yards the same time that, you know, Christian Watson breaks out, it might mean that you're getting prioritized as well, especially if you get five targets and you've never heard of this guy before. So maybe there is a little something there. Maybe there is a little bit more fire where there is smoke. Um, so I think that maybe that could be an option to look at at least. I'll put on your watch list. Maybe if you got an IR spot and you need to fill it, maybe give him a tryout on your team and see if he uh, continues to make progress. Well, I certainly like that. Um, you know, that's something you heard it here first because I ain't hear that from no damn buddy. Um, all right, let's go to the tight end spot. Obviously, Pat Firebooth. I mean, I'm just throwing shit out there. Kate Otten, Isaiah Likely, if he's not, but he's on a bye this week. Uh, Juwan Johnson seems to be in the fold a little bit um, now, especially with the, we just talked about the injuries um, in the Saints receiving core. Um, so he might be, if you're looking for someone, especially this week with all these damn buys, um, he might be somebody you might want to take a flyer on. Did I steal your guy, bro? I did it again. I started running off players and forgot. Uh, is that your guy though, Juwan Johnson? Don't, don't, don't worry about it. that's and you gave the exact reason why. Juwan Johnson, because there ain't nobody else. <laughs> that's right. He fuck Jason Hill. You might see Juwan Johnson at QB this week. Um, <laughs> fuck it. Fucking Juwan Johnson to Taysom Hill. I'm calling it. Freaking put it down. Get Ariel on the phone. Put it down as my better long shot bet of the week. <laughs> Juwan Johnson lined up as the Wildcat. All right, let's go. Um, streaming D's this week. Um, I'll just, if you have one, just shout it out, Justin. But I'll just uh, give a few charges. I'll, I'll, I'll give it real yeah, quick just before yep. you put it yes, out there. Right ahead. I'm going to say the Denver Broncos. I, I still don't think a lot of people have gotten the hang of the Broncos being good. I still have myself gotten the hang of it, but they are pretty good. And during this streak, their defense is playing excellent. So I think that they're definitely somebody you want to go pick up and stream. Absolutely. I totally agree. Look, I even agreed so much last week. I was the only guy who picked it up last week, yeah. ironically enough. I do believe in those Broncos. I think that they're they're on a bit of a – one of those roles that you can't seem to stop sometimes. Um, streaming options, Chargers at New England. You know, Chargers D sucks, but so does that offense in New England. 
Uh, Falcons at the Jets. You know, you guys know my motto. You follow that Jets offense anywhere it goes. Looking for something to stream. Bucks versus Carolina. That's a real good, juicy matchup for that Bucks D. Colts at Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee still c- continues to struggle um, with Will Levis. You know, again, he's a rookie. Is going to be is what it is. And Jags facing the Bengals. I mean, how do you not like that matchup? <clears throat> and um, you know, again, having the issues at QB, the Bengals are certainly um, down a little bit. All right, well, that's our waivers to pick up again. Get hit those waiver wires early because again, this is a big week. You got to make sure. Look at those biggest advice though. I always give and something that I'm, I've been doing. As I keep looking at schedule, not just this week. We gotta look at the next couple of weeks because it's down to it. All those guys. I'll give you a quick example. I got a guy in my league. We're a we're a one. We're a stand. We're about this amount missionary as there is when it comes to fantasy. It's a standard league. It's one QB. He's got Dak Prescott and CJ Stroud. He's not going to use both QBs. His second RB was like Keaton Mitchell. He had all these, all these, and I got like three or four RBs. And I'm like, hey, why don't I give you one of these guys and give me like whichever QB, I don't care who it is, because I have Jalen Hurts. I'm afraid they're going to shut his ass down. So I'd rather have somebody just in case they do that. Um, and, you know, the guy refuses to trade me. And I'm like, what are you going to do with two QBs, bro? You, What are you going to do while your second RB is hurting? That's why you're five and six or five and seven. You are now, whatever the hell it is. All right, let's go. Let's get to, let's break down Thursday night. Let's hit it. Breaking on down. Indeed. Here we go. Seahawks at the Cowboys. We're in a dome, so we need to worry about weather. That's nice. Cowboys lead this series overall 11 to 10. Seahawks actually have won four out of the last five of this matchup. Last time they played was in 2020. Seahawks won 38 to 31. In this matchup, Cowboys are favored by nine. The over-under is 46 and a half. Defensively, the Seahawks are 17th against fantasy QBs. They're 29th against running backs, 20th against receivers, 11th against tight ends. Cowboys defensively, 10th against QBs, 7th against running backs, 4th against receivers, 23rd against tight ends. Guys you like and don't like, and give me your winner. So, guys I like and don't like, I like Dak, I like Pollard, Um, I'll take Lamb, and... Um, you know, I'll sprinkle me a little cooks on there too. I, I, I want all those guys. I want all the starters from Dallas on the other side. If Kenneth Walker plays, I'll play Kenneth Walker all day long. This guy has been just electric, but it all depends on if he plays. And that actually kind of dictates the rest of the field for me too. I think the Seattle team is very much based off of can they get the run going? And if they have nobody to run the ball, then I think it's going to be a struggle for the rest of the offense to get going. That being said, I'll take the Dallas defense and Geno. I won't take Geno because Geno to me is just a bottom feeder quarterback regardless. 
uh, he could have a good day and still be outside of the top well, which kind of always concerns me about guys like that. They're just they're they're just a guy, you know what I mean. And then um, as far as Charbonnet goes, if he plays, you know it's it's hit or miss. I mean it'd be it's an okay flex option. Uh, DK and Lockett, uh, you can't not play him, but I would really put expectations at a low for. For probably at least DK, um, Met or Lockett might be able to like break loose and you know beat Deron Bland, and then and Jackson Smith and Jigma. Man, dude, those his ability is off the freaking charts. I don't know if you watched that game and saw that one-handed catch. I sure really. did. Yeah. Oh my god, he's he's more of a dynasty asset, but you know. You know, if you have to, you have to. I would, I would be okay playing him to hopefully get maybe you know that fifteen points at max. But man, the guy is just going to be something else. And then the tight end position, they ain't got nobody at the tight end position. My pick is the Dallas Cowboys by a lot of points. I think <laughs> Seattle at this point is kind of a just they're they're broken. They're a broken record, and it just keeps on spinning with the same thing. I think they're regretting the Geno deal. I don't know about you, but I think they're really regretting re-signing Geno at this point. They're, he's kind of looking like the old Geno. Yeah, he, he's looking a lot like the old Geno for sure. Um, yeah, I'm sure they – I mean, they might start me thinking twice about it. It could just be, you know, an off year for him. Maybe next year he gets back to it. It's It does stink for JSN. If he got the Geno of last week, I mean, I'm last week, I'm sorry, of last, last year, year. Yeah, I mean, he might have been a huge rookie season because uh, Geno was spot on, especially with the deep passes last year. Um, so that, again, really interesting. Um, David brings up a point. Is Cook a solid play over Evans, Alave, or A.J. Brown this week? He's been getting a lot of targets. Um, so, you know, Evans, you know, I, I, Evans has just been lights out. There's no way. And I, I, I think maybe AJ Brown might be just being a slight bit of the slump, but I'm certainly not benching him over cooks. Um, although a tough matchup this week against the Niners. Um, but we do know that the Niners have given up, uh, this season, um, a bit in the secondary. So I, I still, I'm just, yeah, not somebody I'm sitting. Chris Olave is somebody I would consider um, over our cooks. I'm sorry, over Olave. He would be somebody I consider. And that's again, goes back to quarterback play. Um, look how much Dak Prescott is throwing it up down the field versus what Derek Carr is throwing it to the other team, quite frankly. So I think out of all of them, um, I'd give uh, Olave the thing. Yeah. Evans, Evans QB is banged up. That's very true. Um, I don't know the the matchup for AJ Brown's as tough as as we may be given. Um, and I yeah the QB banged up, but I don't know. I think I, shit. I thought Evans was in trouble with Baker Mayfield at QB this year, so I think Evans is QB proof. Um, forget matchup proof; he's just QB proof at this point. Yeah, we'll um, find out. Yeah, we are. We might unfortunately have to find out for sure. Um, in this particular matchup, for me. Um, I don't think I don't I I don't agree with you uh with the running back with Kenneth Walker. I don't like any of them, quite frankly. 
I'll be real. I don't like anything. <laughs> I think I'm agreeing with you with the Cowboys by a lot. Um, and I see this as the big Tony Ball- Pollard breakout game, quite frankly. This is where the Seahawks defense, again, 29th against fantasy running backs. They love to give it up to the fan- to the running back. Excuse me. This could be that big game for him. That's why you keep seeing Rico Dottle. I keep seeing his name being brought up because he could be that guy that's getting some cleanup work here Thursday night for you in your flex spot if you're if you're certainly needing something. Um, so again, some more advice there if you need somebody to pick up. Um, you know, you got like Jay Ferguson every week. They target the hell out of him, even though they're eleventh. Um, he targets a, a Dak targets the hell out of him in the red zone. Um, so you got to like him this week. Um, and, you know, again, I'm definitely playing Brandon Cooks. If I have him, he is the hot one of the hot hands right now. Um, you know, you're got, you've are got gotten to this point. You need to ride that hot hand, get you all the way. So uh, like Brandon Cooks. And here we are. Unfortunately, we're not going to have the judge here, by the way. I forgot to mention that uh, Jordan's going to take some time off. So we definitely respect that. Wish him all the best and hope to have him back soon someday. Um, but he'll be taking some time off. So in the meantime, the crew, we honor, uh, of course, our judge with our judge mallet. Um, and we hammer it down with the Cowboys this week. Of course, judge affectionately for the judge, his Cowboys. All right. Well, we don't have the judge feel like it's been a minute though we ha- do have some sophistication waiver wire pickups to talk about though so let's get to that check out sophistication station welcome to sophistication station hello and welcome to another stop on sophistication station i'm andrew leduc aka mr maller and we're going to get into some waiver wire pickups so let's kick it off with Jaden reed and green bay Jaden Reed has slowly become the consistent force in this Green Bay offense. Christian Watson finally had himself a nice week, finally ends on this past week. But Jaden Reed will continue to be that consistent force and Jade, Jordan Love's favorite target. So go ahead and get Jaden Reed for your final push down the playoff stretch here. And then also Josh, Joshua Palmer and, uh, for the Chargers. He'll be coming back from injury soon, and that Chargers offense has looked uh, pretty abysmal as of late. Justin Herbert's been targeting really just Eckler and Allen for good reasons, but it's allowed defense to hone in on them. So when Josh Palmer gets back, look to him to add a new level uh, so he could be a sneaky pickup that you can slide right into wide receiver two or flex rolls in the playoffs. And then Roshan Johnson, now that Khalil Herbert's back in that backfield, Johnson was supposed to take a step back, but he actually got 15 touches this past Monday night. Uh, compared to Herbert's eight. So Roshan Johnson could be a nice dart throw to slide into your flex spots as well. And then last but not least, Gardner Minshew. Hey, everybody needs to play a quarterback sometimes too. Gardner Minshew, it looks like maybe they've worked on the offense a bit in their bye week. He had himself a decent week this past week. He's still going to get some turnovers, but compared to a lot, of, a lot of other options out there, Gardner Minshew could get you just enough to get you by. Once again, I'm Andrew LaDuke, a.k.a. Mr. Mallard. Stay classy, my friends. I don't think I emphasized this uh, when we talked about it, so I'm going to do it now before we close the show out. Jeff Wilson Jr., ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to say this one last time. I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. Last year, you seem to forget, he was the man in this backfield. Forget Raheem Mostert. Forget any anyone in the backfield. It was Jeff Wilson Jr. I started to see a little bit of that this past week. I could see the freshness in those legs finally getting back. 
So, um, again, if A-Chan is going to be flirting with injury and out, I just think he's a great pickup um, for you this week and maybe even into your fantasy championship. All right. Well, that will end that little rant. Don't forget, come back on Friday. We're going to break down the whole week. I got all my fantasy friends back off vacation. We have lots of good stuff for you. So we'll be bringing that to you on Friday. David, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We appreciate you being in the audience. We appreciate all of you. See you on Friday. And don't forget, wake up with us on Sunday. We are out.